and happy Tuesday. Um, first, PSA, sorry about my voice. Um, as you can tell, I kind of sound like uh, Tommy Pickles from the Rugrats. I lost my voice uh, the, over this weekend, which I guess I'd say is a good sign because it means I was having a really fun time, which is the truth. Um, I also wanted to apologize about the hiatus that I saw in the city has taken largely due just to me having a lot on my plate and a very hectic job and a um and yeah and um, if you guys follow my I mean if you follow Salsa City on Instagram or have talked to me one-on-one um, you may know that these past couple of months have been a little bit difficult for me for a number of reasons that I won't get into but um yeah they've been pretty hard and Luckily, I was actually just thinking about this yesterday, and um, I'm planning on journaling about it tonight, and I'm speaking that into existence so that I can hold myself accountable to actually do that, because I really want to just remember what an amazing weekend I had, um, and I guess I'll just tell you all a little bit about why I'm, I'm in such a good mood. I had the incredible opportunity to record a live podcast um, last Thursday, we are uh, at Soho House in Austin with Joanne Irizarry, who is the um, co-founder of A Safe Place Inside Your Head, and that is the episode that you will be listening to if you continue listening to this episode. And I just, just to see the people that showed up was had my heart ex- wanting to explode. I cannot express how meaningful it was just to look into the crowd and see faces of people I love of people I you know all all of these people who were in the audience I've known for at most like not even two years under two years and just to see their support and love for me and love for the podcast and for and mental health awareness was a feeling I really can't can't even describe it was just it really meant the world and if you're listening to this and you were one of those people thank you I love you I just I can't even express I'm gonna like start crying again so that's just one thing that was a highlight of the weekend and yeah aside from that um I had a very Austin weekend going out on the water hanging out with friends um celebrating Memorial Day and yeah, as you can tell by my voice, it definitely was an eventful <laughs> couple of days, but I wouldn't have traded it, traded it for the, anything. So uh, yeah, I guess before I share this amazing conversation I had with Joanne, my second conversation um, with her, but even more meaningful, just having that live audience, I will make a quick note um, about a few of my sponsors. Um, as you all know, I'm a huge advocate for therapy and Luckily, you know, having been working in the, the mental health technology space, I know that there's a lot more affordable options out there than just traditional psychotherapy. And 
Um, a few of those that I will mention today are Talkspace, which is my company, and BetterHelp, um, both of which I luckily am, am very fortunate enough to have a discount code for. Um, so if you you know want a little bit of a, a breakdown of kind of like how they are different, I'm happy to explain them to you. Uh, both of them are in a lot of insurance networks. So you know if you have Aetna or Cigna or United Healthcare. Um, you can go through those to access uh, at least Talkspace. I'm not as sure about BetterHelp. Um, or you can just use my discount code, um, Zoe, to get uh, a significant portion taken off of both Talkspace and BetterHelp. So I, I really encourage you all to check those out, and I'm happy to help you navigate you through the process. Um, and again, not sure about BetterHelp, but Talkspace also offers psychiatry. So if you are currently on medication or think you know you may – um, need to speak to a psychiatrist to get evaluated that's easily done through through Talkspace I know that for a fact so again happy to help you guys navigate that process but again um, the code is Zoe Z-O-E and you can either go to trybetterhelp.com slash Zoe or use the code Zoe um, at your discount or when you check out at Talkspace so just wanted to throw those out there also if you work for um, you know a number of of different, if you work for like Google, for example, or um, Yelp, um, for example, I know those two companies offer Talkspace as part of their benefits program, and um, I, I know BetterHelp works with a number of other organizations as well. So make sure to check your benefits to see if those are included. Um, but yeah, without further ado, here is Joanne um, and a recording from probably one of the best nights of my life. So I hope you enjoy it and. Can't wait to keep recording with you guys. Love you all. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Solace in the City. Today, I'm here with Joanne Irizarry. Hopefully, I pronounced your name right. It's been a right. second time. Yep. <laughs> um, to talk in front of a live audience, which I've never done before, so... I'll have to do some editing afterwards, um, but I'm so excited to be here with you and just this wonderful group um, to speak about mental health um, in honor of Mental Health Awareness Month. So uh, I'll just give a quick introduction. Joanne here is a mental health advocate and the co-founder of the nonprofit A Safe Place Inside Your Head. Um, so Jan, welcome and thank you again so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Uh, well, if you don't mind, tell me a little bit, tell me and my audience here a bit, a little bit about yourself. Um, where are you from? Where do you currently live? What's your story? Okay, so um, I live here in Austin now. I've been here back here for a couple of years. Um, I've been in and out of Austin area um, for the last 20. So uh, I grew up in New York, um, in Brooklyn, New York. And um, a little bit about a safe place inside your head is that a few years ago, well, let, let me go a little farther back. So my oldest son, um, he would be 35 or 36 right now. I try to, I, I don't always remember like how old he would have been because of obviously because he's no longer here. But um, 13 years ago, um, he took his life via suicide. So it was um, a really hard three or four years after he died. Um, I was an active alcoholic during the time and um, I just drowned in alcohol for a long time. And then about three years after he died, I decided that I did not want to live like that anymore. And I really needed to face um, his death. 
so I went into rehab and went into recovery and then I came out and um, I I was able to walk through some of my grief and when I came out I decided that I didn't want for anybody else to hurt like I did and I was going to try to do whatever I could to just help people you know who who were suffering from mental health issues and you know that was 10 years ago so it was things were a lot different than they are now um, and then fl flash forward to um, to like three years ago is I think when we started a safe place inside your head I have another son he was gonna be here but he, he couldn't because of work um, all three of my sons have mental health issues my oldest son had bipolar disorder the one that passed away my youngest son has um, he has a, a mild, he's mild schizophrenic and he also has bipolar disorder and then my middle son is um, he's a spectrum so he's borderline um, he's a very functioning high functioning he lives here in Austin he has a job he drives a car um, my other son lives here in Austin also a few years ago um, my son the youngest son he is his meant his mood swings mental health issues they're very apparent all the time like he wears his heart on his sleeve and he'll talk to anybody about like you should if you're suffering you should talk to people so he had decided that he wanted to do something in honor of his brother's birthday so he created a group online called a safe place inside your head on Facebook and we had it as a private group as for at first because he also felt like, you know, like he's on social media all the time and he didn't know like who to talk to. And when he would post something about like he was having a bad day or he didn't feel good, his friends would be like, you know, oh, nut up, you know, you should man up. And, you know, why are you talking about these things online? And, and, and he, he's, my son's, you know, he's very, like, he's very emotional. So he created this group and within a few days he, we invited he said mom invite your friends so I invite my friends he invites his friends we my other son invites his friends we get family members to invite their friends and within a few days we had like 500 people in our group in our private group and immediately people started posting things like you know I'm having a bad day or you know I have um, borderline personality disorder or I am like I have you know whatever it is that they had that the, were their issues asking people to help them and people were saying things and you know there was lots of chatter on this group and so it was exciting because you know like he felt like now he had a place to go like um and he could talk to other people because he, he had said the reason he named the group a safe place inside your head because he felt like the only place that was safe was inside his head so he wanted it to come out so um we, we started with that group and then i've had i've done a lot of instagram stuff because i've owned restaurants and some other things but um I told him you should really think about Instagram like this is a it's a great format for us to get information out to people and he said I don't want to mess with it I'm really you know like with this group there's a lot of activity why don't you mess with it so we started this Instagram page and we had like I remember when I took it over because he started it to begin with and then kind of left it alone um, we have 40 people that were um, following us and we didn't we don't have any we're not creative we don't have any of our own original you know like stuff so we just started asking people who posted things about mental health hey can we borrow your post and then we're just gonna say like how we feel about your post and we're gonna tag you on it and then um, you know like give you credit for it and this was you know three years ago like that wasn't unusual at all and now it's definitely not unusual <laughs> but so people were saying yes we'd love for you to repost our stuff as long as you tag us and you give us credit so we would find things and at the time we had four or five people that were helping us and now it's just me unfortunately but we would find uh things and then we just reach out and then it would be like how did how did i feel about that today like you know um, i have a mother wound so i would post something about like my mom on mother's day and like the relationship and i we we are very transparent and we're very vulnerable about the things that we say like we say exactly how we feel we don't hold back and um 
and all of a sudden we just started seeing all this activity on Instagram. We were like, what the hell's happening? You know, like we had 40 followers and today we have, you know, 2000 followers. I mean, it was crazy the first six months and then COVID happened and everybody's at home and then it just got crazier. And, um, the, you know, the community kept growing and kept growing and we had people approach us and ask us what they could do to help us. And, uh, so we had a vision and, you know, it's just two people. It was me and Tanner at the time, two people trying to manage this, you know, this mental health space and we didn't know what we wanted to do. And, um, it's evolved and many things have evolved up until today where we have 775,000 followers right now. And we have ambassadors that work with us um, and we're always looking for some. So if you know anybody in this room that wants to help out or anybody that you know might want to help out, we let people take over the, the um, page for a day and they can post reels, they can post whatever, as long as it's kind of sends the same message that we send. Um, we have um, a yoga coach that does yoga instruction. We have a boundaries coach that takes over for me, hallelujah, on Sundays. She just takes over for the whole day, so I don't have to do anything. And um, so we're always trying to get new people um, involved, and uh, so to kind of keep things fresh. Um, and, you know, it's still the same. We still do the same thing. I still find posts from other people. Now I don't really ask for permission as much anymore. We just post. People are happy when we post their stuff. They don't, like, they're not sad because 775,000 people got to see their posts. But um, I'll still take those vulnerable moments and I'll say things. Or I'll say, you know, we'll, we'll post about something that's happening currently. Like, obviously, we posted about um, the shootings and gun control and, you know, when the all the other stuff was going on with abortion, we, we posted about that. So we try to keep current. Um, and uh, recently, um, we developed a partnership, which we'll be announcing in the next two months, with an app developer and another mental health professional. And we'll have an app that will um, be about mental health. Um, it's kind of like a, um, a little bit like a dating app, kind of social media app, it, where you get friends and you find people that might have the same problems as you and you become friends with them and it'll be worldwide and we'll have resources on there and therapists and we'll have activities and a library and that kind of thing and um, it'll be free um, and if you want to do some certain things on the app then you'll have to pay for certain things but um, it will start out to be free so we're really excited about that because then now we're you know we're taking it to the next level and taking this community and you know like giving them their own space to actually talk so um, that will be announced in a couple of months. Um, That's so exciting. It, and it just, it was so weird because it, we, that was part of our initial vision and we didn't have like, we didn't, I mean, it's just two people, like it's just me and Tanner, you know, just trying to change the world, you know, like that's it. And we, we don't have the resources and somebody approached me and I had a call with her and everything that she said was exactly what we had already written down on paper that we wanted to do. So universally it was it was definitely fate. Um, you know, she's an amazing young lady and I'm so excited to be working with her and the things that we're going to do to try to, you know, kind of change the, the, the voice of mental health. You know, I don't, I don't know how y'all feel about being on, I mean, social media would be, for me, it'd be nice to have some place where I just have to go to one fucking place <laughs> instead of 20 different apps to try to, you know, make something happen and make friends and get to know people that are just like me. Um, and, and, we're very excited about that happening. So then I got to do a podcast with her a couple of years ago. <laughs> so. Yeah. Wow. And I mean, that was just last year and it's so exciting to hear how much has changed and the direction that 
ever, a safe place is going and and to see where how like where it came from and one thing i love about a safe place and i think it's similar to what i do on my podcast is just that that opening a place of for vulnerability and whether it be an instagram page or a podcast something i've learned through hosting solace in the city is that people respond so much to um to vulnerability it's like all people need is someone to open the door for them to be able to walk in and through having this podcast I've opened about up about things and learned things about myself that I didn't even well I knew I had but like I didn't ever expect to mention and in doing that I've had people come to me and ask me for advice and ask me um and and confide in me and it's I mean now long I'm going to become a therapist but like I graduated four years ago as of like yesterday from college and I'd never in a million years thought I would a have a podcast or b be a therapist and lo and behold I'm going to be doing both but I think it's just incredible the what can happen when when you open up about something personal because it's almost like a free pass for someone to share what they're going through and I guess what are some of the things that you found through having a safe place inside your head um, that you know people have been going through or how have you seen that change you mentioned you know that it grew to from 2,000 to 700 almost 800,000 over COVID do you think like I guess, how have you seen the conversations on your page change and what I have been some I don't, themes? I don't think so. I think the conversation is still the same. The, the suffering is still the same. The trauma is still the same. The trauma is the basic trauma. I I, I just feel like um, that, you know, I mean, there's spikes because when we had COVID, there was a lot of talk about loneliness and, and that kind of thing. And, and, and now it's different. Like the conversation changes every single day, but the the beautiful part of it is is that people feel seen and heard and when I go through it's really hard because like I said there's only two people and I try to read all of the comments it's almost impossible like today I posted and before I got here it had like 12,000 likes and there's you know 285 comments it's really hard to respond to that many that's why we're looking for people to help <laughs> us because I can't do that all by myself but it's important because sometimes I'll if, as I'm scanning through something I'll see just one thing and I'm thinking, man, I, I wish there was somebody to help me with this because these people want answers. Like they just want to feel like, you know, they're, they're, they're seen and they're heard. And, and that's really what the whole thing is, you know, like um, during COVID, there were some problems with a lot of people infighting on the pages and stuff, but I feel like that's changed a whole lot and we don't really see that that much anymore. But, you know, like, man, the, uh, the, ang- we focus a lot on anxiety um, and, and that seems to be like that's where the base level is that everybody can understand if we if we post about anxiety everybody's like yeah I feel that um, but you know like it's always so different and I'm always surprised because I never know what a post is gonna like what it's gonna take off like a post I think is really good and it's very heartfelt and it I'm, I don't laugh when I say this and it only gets five thousand likes I'm just like what's wrong with that post but the but, algorithm you know, but you know what I'm saying the yeah. al- the algorithm and especially here lately I don't know if anybody else is active with um, Instagram but the algorithm has and all of my friends that are mental health advocates that do kind of the same thing that we do are saying the same thing that the, um, they're not seeing our posts they have to actually go look for our post which mm. is 
unfortunate, um, but it, it is what it is. Um, but the, the problems, the, the core problems are still the same. They're, they're just, you know, like trauma is a big one, like childhood trauma. We try to address that one on the regular because really that's where everything starts. Like what happened to you when you were a little kid affects you your whole life, whether mm -hmm. it was good or bad. Forever it affects you your whole life. So that's where it starts and that makes other things happen that happen later that you continue to carry around your whole life. So childhood trauma is a, a big one. Anxiety always, um, you know, um, we try to stay out of anything political or anything, you know, that's a little bit controversial just because it's, you know, like we don't want to get into fights. We just really want to be there to help people and we want people to feel like they're seen and heard. So I always try to ask a question at the end of my post or, you know, like a call to action so that, that there is activity where people are like, like if I say like tonight I can't fall asleep because I'll say stupid stuff like that. Like, you know, here I am and here it's two o'clock in the morning again and I'm just like looking at memes and you know, what are you doing? And then people will just like, you know, will tell me and it's so interesting and it's so exciting to see people like be community like that, like just be talking to each other and offering advice and a lot of really good advice. Like, you know, sometimes things I don't think of and they'll be like, you know, whatever. and and then I'll try that, and then it, it works, but usually I'm still up at 2 in the morning <laughs> looking yeah. at memes and posting. So. Yeah, <laughs> I remember talking to you last time about just your how you gravitate towards memes, and we related on the fact that both of us kind of have a self-deprecating sense of humor. And it's, <laughs> it's, on one hand, I don't know, my therapist might say differently, but I think it's good because one of my favorite quotes is, sunshine is the best disinfectant, and so if you can laugh at yourself it's at least you know bringing a smile to you <laughs> and you know it creates again that relatability of saying you know I stay up till two in the morning looking at memes or something like and a lot of people can relate to that even if they need a post to admit it to themselves or admit to others and that's that and that's the whole thing when I try to post I try to post something that would be relatable to me but to a lot of people so they don't feel like they're they're in this alone they're not they're not fighting this whole battle by themselves or they're not different because they do this you know like this is basically normal um you know so uh, that's what we try to do every single day yeah and it i mean it's clearly working <laughs> i guess so my next question is um we talked about this a little bit earlier just uh before everyone came in um just about the world is really really brutal right now just with everything happening um and it almost feels like we can't catch a break, like we can't breathe, literally, and in terms of just COVID and mass shootings and violence against the AAPI community, violence against the black community. It's like the U war in Ukraine, like you can't, I was writing an essay on this for grad school a couple of days ago and I was like listing things off that my generation has experienced and it was like three pages long, like I had to cut it down to save letters, but I guess, what advice would you give to someone? Um, and that also translates to, you know, generational, generally generational psychology of just how, you know, your generation is impacted by the most severe or traumatic event that it's experienced. And if you look at millennials or Gen Z, it's like, woof, we, we, we've had a lot. So what advice would you give to someone who may not, you know, be diagnosed with anxiety or diagnosed with something severe? but it's just feeling the weight of the world right now. How would, what advice would you give them to cope? Hmm. 
well, come to a safe place inside your head <laughs> and follow us on the page and laugh all the time at all of the memes that I post <laughs> and um, and then respond so that other people can read your stuff because that's part of it is like the more we the more we all chatter about it, the the better we feel like just getting it out is the most important part of it. Um, and a lot of people cannot afford um, therapy and a lot of people don't want therapy. So in this room right here is the best form of therapy the people that you're surrounded with, the people that you love and care about, that you trust, and that you can talk to. Um, but I highly recommend, um, I'm very, like with my kids, I tell them all the time, hey, if it's bothering you, tell me about it. Like just tell me to stop and I'll sit down and you can tell me what you, what, how you feel. I mean, there's so, I don't even know how you guys, your generation like has, it's it's heartbreaking to see the things that you've had to suffer through. My kids are, you know, 30 and 31. My other son would have been 36. Like most of you people in the room are kind of sort of the same age. Um, the things that you've had to experience, y'all need a fucking break. You know, like you do. You need a break. Um, and you need to be able to talk. And you need to be able to be vocal and vulnerable and authentic about the things that you need in your life. Um, so my, my biggest thing is to find some kind of community friend you know whatever it is that you can trust that you can spend time with that when you when you feel it in here that you get it out here because it doesn't do any good in here this is where th the pain is you know like talk about what you need to talk about even if you need to go to an online forum and do it you know like in our on our one page that's a private group your friends can't see that only the people who are in the group can see it and we have a lot of people who still post like I just got on this medicine today and these are my side effects like what do you what do you think we should do and then you know like there's a bunch of people that are answering those questions um, you know if you can find a mental health app that you enjoy being part of there's plenty of them um, you know and then when I announce mine eventually <laughs> so hopefully you guys will get on that also but you have to talk about it like don't keep it in is the biggest part like it's it's it doesn't do any good to keep it in and and you'll find that all that fear that you have to say it, once you say it, that you'll find that there's that person is just like you and they're going to be, yeah, I, that happens to me all the time. Or, you know, when you can share and you release that stuff, that's the greatest form of therapy. Like, we are the community. This room is the community that helps each other out. So um, my that's my biggest advice is my son that passed away, he didn't talk very much. He was he was pretty stoic about like his feelings and emotions, um, and when I found his letter later on, it was a lot of things that I wish that he had just said that bothered him. That maybe we could have worked it out, like we could have talked about it, or we could have gotten him help, or maybe he couldn't get help. And but at least if he would have vocalized and not kept it inside his head that whole time, that you know he could possibly be here today. But you you have to talk about it as, yeah. as much as it hurts and how scary it is fucking just do it scared just talk about it and don't keep it in yeah i think a a large part too is on that community that you are mentioning um and that was going to be my second question is you know if if i let's say i have a friend who's struggling and you know they they don't want to talk about it how can i be there for them how can i support them um even if I say, you know, how are you? And I'm like, I'm fine, I'm fine, everything's fine. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you, w without overstepping, how would you advise someone to connect 
and you know make sure that that person is okay no that's a lot that's a big that's a big order because it's there's a lot of things that you could do like it, it just it depends on the person like you know the person best like how do they respond to things like do they respond better if you step back you know like do you do you touch them like physically touch them just to let them know that you're there do you just like ask them like how can I support you you know like if you don't need anything just let, let me know but if you do you know like how can I support you if you just need me to listen and you don't want any advice that should be the, the start of every conversation is like what what does this look like when we're discussing this what does this look like so that you feel safe is it you just want me to to listen to you or you know do you want to me to help you like by offering advice if you don't want that just let me know like let them know immediately like this is on you like I'm just here I'm gonna I'm gonna open you know like open arms um, but that's hard because everybody's so different so you have to know how like you have to know your friends to to figure out how to help them you know like I have some friends that don't like to be touched so I touch them anyway <laughs> and then I laugh <laughs> you know I make them hug me whether they like it or not you know like um, but and and then there's friends that will unload on me forever which I, you know, then sometimes you have to learn how to set boundaries with those friends because sometimes you give them a little space and they take a lot. So um, you have to be very clear in when you're talking to your friends and your family or whoever you're supporting, like what does it look like for them and for you? But for everybody, it's different, you know, everybody, yeah. it's different, but it, it doesn't help. I mean, it doesn't hurt to ask, is there anything I can do to support you right now? Mm -hmm. I think that's such a important point and also just reaching out as much as you can even if it's just to say hi just to check in just to I mean I moved from New York to Austin and there's times where I'm like wow I don't I haven't talked to my you know ro college roommate in so long like I wonder how they're doing and I know when I get those texts from friends just just checking in they make my day like even if I'm in a great place they'll still make my day when I see a text from a high school friend just pop up on my phone or um you know from a, a relative it just brings a smile to my face and I know if if that's if that's what happens to me then there's nothing better than just to pay that forward and I think you never know what state of mind that person is in when you send a text that has ability to you know warm their heart or bring them into a better place I, I agree with that I agree with that so there's three things serotonin dopamine and oxytocin so those are the giving chemicals hopefully there's nobody in this room that's smarter than me about stuff like this because then I'll just be embarrassed but <laughs> but basically um, there's a high that you can get from being a giver right um, and it's kind of like a runner's high or whatever so what I recommend to people when you're feeling bad and you can't get out of it get out of yourself is to find a way to like energize yourself that way whether you do run or whatever but really a simple way to, to make yourself a little happier is to give something to somebody else. So I'm my people, my friends, they call me um, if they say that if Mary Poppins had a had a hippie daughter, it would be you. So because I'm like always telling people, oh, you look beautiful. Like I just walk up to people all the time and that dress is great or, you know, like whatever. Um, I think it's really important that we we show each other a, a lot of grace and a lot of caring and affection and say those things like when you see something beautiful in somebody or you just think about them for a second and you're just like oh I just you know I thought about this friend and I I texted him and said hey you know I know we don't get to see each other very often but I sure do miss you and I love you you know I appreciate everything that you've done in my life and then that's it and do you know what what impact that has on one person if you were receiving it imagine how you feel so if you're giving it 
there's that that you know that trifecta of those chemicals in your body that that make you happy the more good things you do the better you're going to feel and if you say no that's not true well then f you because it's not it is true it is it's 100 percent true without fail it's 100 percent true what you give you get back so um, if you're feeling bad maybe what you do is you find a way to make somebody else feel good yeah there's a there's another quote that i really love and i'm forgetting it but it's um it's along the same line same lines of like when you do good it it fuels you and that like it's like reciprocal in that way Mm -hmm. If it comes to me, I'll, I'll say it. But um, speaking of quotes, I was m- I'm wondering if there's a quote or a mantra that you live by or that kind of, you know, guides you in the mental health space and keeps you grounded. Wow. These are so hard questions. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you tell me this before so I could be prepared? <laughs> My biggest thing is just do it scared. Like, you know, like whatever you feel, whatever that emotion is, just do it scared. Just do it scared. At the end of the day. It's, it's worth it. Like, don't take the risk. Always take the risk. Always take the risk. I mean, we can see from what happened yesterday. Life is very short. Those teachers, you know, probably just thought it was another day at work for them. Like, not, I'm not saying that we're going to get shot up tomorrow, but anybody could just die, period. Like, you know, like, you have to grab life right now. Like, it's, this is it, this is a pretty fragile world we're living in. So um, for for all of y'all, you know, like, tell people you love them, you know, wear that dress, change your hair color, get that job, you know, try to do that run, you know, do five minutes of exercise on a cycle, you know, whatever it is, just do it, just do it, scared if you have to. I love that. And what do you love most about yourself? Myself? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's my, um, my, my ability to love and care for everybody, for sure. Yeah. It's my That's empathy. Yeah. What do you love most? Okay, actually, I got this. <laughs> Someone once said this because I I usually, you know, when people ask me what I love most about myself, I'll oftentimes say empathy. And a lot of people I interview say that. Um, But one time I got called out and she said, no, what do you love most about yourself that is unique to you? Because empathy means, you know, that you're helping others. Mm -hmm, It means mm -hmm. that someone else is gaining what you have to offer. Mm -hmm, What do you love most about yourself that's like uniquely yours? So it could be like my feet like I don't know but like something that <laughs> doesn't do anything to someone else does that make sense uh-huh. hmm okay let me think about this for a second this is hard this yeah, is hard it's hard. I, I don't I always tell people don't like don't think about your physical features because that's not what makes you you it doesn't have to be physical it's I just couldn't think of anything <laughs> on the spot that wasn't like feet <laughs> what's unique to me is and 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 this is like advice for everybody is that I managed to be on this planet for 59 years and in only in the last eight, because I've been sober for the last eight, have I created a life that I wanted to have. And I did it. It was uniquely me because I stopped drinking. You know, I got sober and I decide every single day that I'm not going to drink and created this life from I was literally rock bottom. Y'all, I didn't have a place to live. I didn't have money in my bank. I was I was the picture of rock bottom. And in eight years, I have been able to come back and own two restaurants. I have a food truck right now. I have a, um, a, a nonprofit. I have, I'm an accountant for a lot of people in town. Um, I'm a serial entrepreneur. So for me, that is like my greatest, but everything that I do, I do to promote somebody else. So like the people that I work with are typically women or girls. I have a lot of girls that are in my sphere that I f- find a way to financially help them and help them build and grow businesses. So for me, 
what I do for women in the community. Uh, but you said it's I'm not doing it for me. But I do do it for me because yeah. every like what did I say? Those three chemicals, man, that shit's for me. Yeah, it's, it's for me all the time. Somebody asked me yesterday, as a matter of fact, when do you have like Joanne time because you yeah. do all of this <laughs> stuff? And I'm like, if you don't think everything that I do isn't for me, then you're wrong. Like this shit is makes me feel great it gives me the biggest high ever this is for me it might in the end benefit that girl that's going to be my pit master in my next barbecue restaurant but it, it benefits me like it came from me yeah I started it you know so um the, the fact that that I can those things I can do them you know after having no hope so there's no way that you can say that you can't have any hope and that you can't build yourself up from the ground you know eight years later for me to have this life that I would have never dreamed about having eight years ago. That's <laughs> thank you. So <laughs> inspirational. Like I, I'm like trying to. I'm like I can't even balance my the uh, corporate job and like. But that doing being this. said, that being said, is that everyone in this room has the same opportunity to do that. But it's in you. Like so. That's that's the whole thing. Yeah. You know. Like I'm. I every day I wake up happy. Not some days not so happy, but every day I wake up happy that I still have the opportunity to to do these things and be part of, man, I am fucking so lucky that I have the life that I have. And eight years ago, I wouldn't have said that, you know, my son, you know, passed away from suicide, you know, like my family's been through a lot. Um, We've had a lot of tragedy. I had a terrible childhood growing up, you know, and I live in Austin and I drive a Land Rover. I mean, those are (laughs) things that shouldn't be that important. You know, I just got an American Express card, you know, like those are the things that shouldn't be that important. But unfortunately in the society we live in, those are milestones. You know, They're and huge. and I'm it, it could happen to y'all tomorrow. You just have to, you know, like believe in yourself and know that you can do it. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I have one last question before I open it up to you guys for questions. How do you f- when I know that's all brings you joy, but how do you find solace in the city? Mm-hmm. And kind of going back to your friend's question of like, how do you just find peace um, when you're not? being an accountant or running a social media group or <laughs> running two restaurants and a food truck and et cetera, et cetera. Um, I play with animals. Oh. I talk to dogs and ca- I mean, I love, love, love. I have, th- I have a rescue. I'm babe. I'm dog sitting a little Pomeranian this week and I have a dog. I have a, um, a Catahoula. So I have three different dogs and literally they are my, that's, that's it. Like talking to dogs is the best therapy ever oh it's like they just look at you with those little eyes and they just follow you around and you say you want to treat you want to go for a walk and they're just like that's my best conversation (laughs) is with animals you know absolutely absolutely so that's how I find and then I I I like to run so I'll go for a run I go for like um it it, 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 this is a phenomena but it's called a night like a dark run so you go out in the dark basically and you're like you're mostly feeling your way through like the dark so it's not like you're not like it's not like you're just running out in the street in the middle of the day so there's more like um there's you're more like I don't know how to explain it but you're on the on the trail or I, I run in my neighborhood I live over in Clarksville so it's, okay. it's not unsafe yeah I was gonna say but, where but are you running there's, <laughs> there's a thing that you can do that's like they're called dark runs where you get up at like four in the morning and you actually like go on a trail and you you're moving around through and you don't you can't see very much so you're you have to really feel everything that's happening. So there's a lot of emotions, real dark, and it's real silent, and there's just you know like you're 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 having to really like 
Yeah. No, I mean, running so therapeutic for me. Mm-hmm. I just can't believe you're doing all this. I feel like <laughs> <laughs> I need to know you're like skincare routine or something. <laughs> like, like, but uh, anyways, Joanne, thank you so much sure, for sure, having sure. this mm-hmm. conversation with me. And um, yeah, I guess I'll open it up for questions if anyone has a question not to put y'all on the spot. Thank you.